0: Sorry, before we start the podcast, if you're a regular listener and you're enjoying the content, please, please, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. These really help us to keep going with the content, and it'll cost you absolutely nothing and just help us to get seen by more people. So, welcome to the next episode of the Get in Our Home series. This is the series designed to help home builders, homeowners, and renovators to get inspiration and guidance from industry professionals, but also homeowners themselves. Uh, My name is Peter Clamartin, and in this episode we travel to County Galway to meet Cyril from Mannion Build Construction Company. This is another episode a part of our professional series where we talk to industry professionals about their area of expertise and we ask all the common questions so you don't have to. Following on from our previous um, professionals episodes which gather a huge amount of interest We spoke to Cyril about all things passive construction. We discussed the passive build concept, pros and cons, and lots, lots more. Cyril's been in the game a long time, and he's just a real straight talker, which I'm sure you guys will really appreciate. And don't forget, you can also see Cyril and all the other homes we filmed with on the Get In Our Home YouTube channel. So I started by asking Cyril to give us an intro into who he is, and oh, PS, we filmed this on a windy day, so I do apologize if there's a small bit of wind noise. Okay, let's jump into it.
1: Manion Build is the the name of the the business Uh, and certainly Manion is my name and director and we're a small outfit but uh, we're into uh, low energy and passive house Uh, we're around it over 15 years Um, and uh, how we got into it was through an SEI scheme back in uh, 2007-08 or uh, which was called House of Tomorrow so that, that project was to build a house up to an A3 rating when there was no A rating at all at the time, uh, there was no BER, even the DEEP software was in its infancy, it wasn't even difficult to get guys to make, to, to do a calculation. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I ended up going off and um, getting to know how to use DEEP and uh, uh, we built the A3 uh, rated houses uh, and uh, the natural progression of that was to get on to Passive House. It was the next step up at the time because Passive House was actually 40% more efficient at the time than current regulations, and um, I ended up going to Germany and investigating products and companies and looked at different some things. The
0: Germans were, were way ahead of their time.
1: Yeah, not them all, but yeah, yeah. They, they, they were at it, like it is a German standard and it's around a long time, yeah. um, 30 odd years, um, but they, they have, some companies have, and you would be surprised some Germans don't know nothing about yeah, Passive yeah. House. Yeah. But uh, long story short I ended up in um, Stride Clyde on the first English speaking uh, course in, 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 in um, Passive House planning package which is the design software and that was with a, a bunch of architects and one builder, yours truly. <laughs> so uh, yeah we went on to build uh, Passive House then we built uh, in timber frame and we built with block and external insulation and wide cavity and we done them in Limerick, Galway, Dublin. So. They're all bespoke projects, uh, all certified by the Germans, uh, independently certified and had their BERs done and funny enough they're all A3 rated. Uh, and is
0: it all passive building that you're doing now Cyril or are you still doing traditional build methods
1: too? Uh, we, uh, well uh, Peter, the um, regulation has caught up so much that um, passive house isn't the holy grail that it was. Uh, it's still better than current regulation uh, in terms of comfort and thermal bridge and air tightness and especially overheating. Overheating is is, um, is, is is taken into fact big time in uh, Passive House, whereas Deep hasn't got a facility at the moment to assess overheating. But uh, to answer your question, we're more general now, like we do small bits, commercial and Passive House and low energy house, I'd call your non-certified, but they, essentially a lot of them are very, very near passive.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, you know, for people listening or watching can you just give a, a quick definition, what actually does a passive house mean? What does that mean?
1: Yeah, um, passive house is, it's, the house is designed to perform to passive house levels and they being 15 kilowatts per meter square is the is the figure that's thrown around there, which in plain English is a litre and a half of oil. Uh, per square meter right per year to heat that house just heat um, and that 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 calculation is, is is done in the software and we're also at the point of diminishing returns uh, so we, we've calculated and we've insulated the building as much as economically possible without going OTT and wasting money yeah so that's that's and like you know house. when you
0: hear of the or ratings and it goes like you know the C's the B's the A's yes so passive is actually ahead of your A1 house is that correct
1: no no not necessarily um, the two different calculations um, your your passive house planning package is a software it's very simple it's your heat gains and your heat losses add it up one subtract to the other that gets your heat load and you're insulating to minimise that heat load. Whereas your deep is assessing all that and it's looking at carbon, carbon emissions. Uh, So if you're heating your your house with oil and an oil boiler, your BR rating is going to be maybe B1, A3. Whereas if you change that to a heat pump, it automatically comes into a2, A1 zone because you're not, your carbon footprint is less, more efficient. Whereas passive house is looking at cutting your heating uh, down completely. Um, it's that, that's the, yeah, the,
0: that makes sense. Like, yeah. um, I think it's interesting that um, people might be on the fence between when they're building the house, like they're considering like, you know, energy ratings and passive and stuff how early in the build process should I be thinking about passive house
1: very 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 early planning um, a lot of people come to us with planning permission granted and thereafter some people have an easy journey others have a difficult journey yeah, yeah. and we say oh, uh, your, your orientation is wrong your, your first thing is um, your orientation of your house south phase if possible glazing not it's not impossible to do a build facing another direction even north facing but south facing is where you b- build most economically as in less insulation less money um, so that's the first thing and a lot of the time we'd get plans in fully granted for planning permission and everything and uh, it's quite possible you can see from the site map that you could have faced south, but it wasn't done. Right. Yeah. And you're looking to change in windows, and then when you change window location, you have planning issues. Yeah. Uh, so it
0: really at the first step. It's, the, it's the first thing yeah, you need
1: yeah. to write top of the list. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's not that it's going to cost you any more money. It's just a different mindset. Yeah. Maybe even a different architect or engineer um, than what you had planned. But um, very very early is the is the secret.
0: And like for somebody now that's listening to this on the fence. What, what are the, I suppose, short-term and the long-term benefits of going with a positive house? Because obviously there's probably an initial cost that might be a little bit mm. more than your standard build.
1: Yeah, well I don't think there's probably no short-term benefits to be honest with anything. <laughs> it's, all, <coughs> it's all a long game, um, it's, it's, a, it's a lifetime, most people are looking at a 50-year life cycle of a house in the usage, for themselves anyway. Um, so you're, you're looking at your running costs over that time uh, whereas, I suppose a lot of people don't think like that, they just look at, we want to build this house, we want to build it as economically as possible, yeah. and they're not looking at the life cycle, the the life running costs of it, and uh, wouldn't it be lovely to, uh, when you have your mortgage paid, that you wouldn't have another mortgage in an I bill, um, or electricity bill, or whatever it may be, whereas passive house, the heating is so minimal, um, like you're talking maybe 100 euros for the year, um, yeah for just heating. You now hot water, of course, is, is a separate calculation on it. But um, yeah, you need to look at the, the long game on it and calculate your costs out that way, your payback on your investment.
0: It's interesting that, that when people talk about passive houses that they associate it with this really high cost, but chances are that it probably will outweigh itself if you have that 50-year cycle in your head in terms of Absolutely. outweighing the cost of yeah. the initial investment.
1: Yeah. I haven't done the calculation in a while, but I know I used to know the figures off the top of my head. Yeah. But there was actually a return on passive house of about six percent. Wow. Yeah. So it was the same thing as having money. That extra twenty thousand, whatever you spend, it was like having it in the bank with a twenty percent uh, interest return. Wow. Well,
0: are there uh, behind you there? You have um, ICF blocks. Or are there preferred methods um, when it goes to building a passive house? You know, are there certain areas of of the build method that are preferred, or can the traditional, you know, say the traditional block build, can that still be made into a passive house?
1: Yes, um, yeah, you can build it as I've often said, you can build it with gold bears if you want, <laughs> if you have enough of them uh, to, to, to achieve the insulation new value you need in the wall. Um, so, yeah, you can build it with blocks, timber frame, ICF, external insulation, it can all be done. Uh, granted, what, what's
0: the like you as a builder? What's your preferred method?
1: Well, obviously we have ICF here behind us, we, we like it. Um, ICF, it ticks an awful lot of boxes. Um, it's, it's it's fast, it's efficient. Uh, we have very, very mini, minuscule waste um, in, in a project uh, because any bit of material that's left over can be carried on to the next house. Um, it's naturally airtight, near enough. Uh, you just have to seal around your windows and few junctions your roof to wall and that uh, but your wall is airtight your wall is cold bridge free uh, lintel design is gone which has become a problem in the last few years um, since new euro codes uh, have come in lintels have just grown exponentially exponentially um, so uh, they're gone um, yeah, it's it's as I said, it's airtight, it's soundproof, um, it's it's a concrete house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, a solid, house, it's a hundred yeah. and fifty mil solid concrete house. It's a poured solid concrete house. your blocks are seven and a half newton. Uh, we're using thirty newton concrete in the walls.
0: The only thing I've ever heard um, as a con for ITF, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, is when the child is outside playing with the slither, yeah. and he buries it against the wall. Yeah and
1: there's a big dent in the side of the house. Yes. What, what do you think of that? Ah, oh, it's no problem. Uh, it won't happen. Uh, take, go to any school, uh, any, especially the secondary schools that have been built in the last 10 years. You may not know it, but every single one of them are built with external insulation and they are being whacked every day of the week and there's no marks in them. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, that's if you want to see external insulation, go to your local uh, secondary school, probably even primary school at this stage. Uh, most of them are external insulators. and it's not a problem. No,
0: problem, no, no. A problem. It's nearly like a myth as you hear people talking it, about it. It is, yeah. Oh, the child is got you know what yeah, I mean? It's, yeah, it's a funny yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so um, in terms of actual, actual construction, so whatever it is, um, you know, what does that mean if I am going with a passive house? Is there a lot more attention to detail? You know, say if I'm a self-builder and I've decided to go the passive route. Mm-hmm. You know, what what should I be thinking about during the build process? You know, air tightness is obviously a huge one. Mm. What else should I be talking thinking about or talking to tradesmen about? Um, I've heard stories of people putting up flip charts in the house to make sure that any um, puncture in the membrane is is recorded. Mm. What else should should self-builders be doing if they're if they're going the passive route?
1: Yeah, um, well air-tightness is, is, is a big one and air-tightness starts the day you start digging. Um, it's, it's like we would always, um, we would plan our services before we'd ever start the site, uh, even though it's second nature. Uh, but for a self-build you need to plan them services, talk to your plumber, or your electrician and try and get efficient runs on them and minimise runs and try and keep them together. And we would put underground as much as possible all them services, and have them services come up through the floor. Why, why, why do you do that? Because rather than going through the building, um, upper fabric, I prefer to see them come through the floor, uh, they're encased in concrete and they're, you know, airtight at that stage. Um, so you just, just get efficient with all that. Um. Is
0: it possible for a self builder to achieve a passive house standard?
1: Oh yeah, 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 but it there's a, a lot of planning to go into it, so um, I suppose they'd need some sort of a construction background or know somebody that has managed it with them, but uh, Yeah, it can be done. It's been done uh, Everyone has their own little party piece. I suppose and uh, if you're time poor maybe not but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it can be done. Yeah.
0: Uh, what What's your thoughts on you know those on the fence between going the self-build route as opposed to going with a builder like Obviously you're a builder, so not to get too biased yeah. about it, but you know uh, is there a huge cost to be is cost to be saved by going the self-built route, or do you think that the builder can actually outweigh a certain costs that they might not have thought about?
1: Yeah, it's look, we have to make a living as well, um, so obviously we're going to be more expensive than doing it yourself. So I suppose it depends. What's your background? How much money can you earn doing your day's work? Are you willing to come home in the evening and do another day's work? Uh, and put value in all that. Put value in your own time. If if your time, if your time, rich, um, and you can take time out from your everyday job, by all means, go for it. Um, but th- where a builder comes in, I suppose we we take away all that risk, uh, all that thinking at night, um, safety, insurance, all that's covered. Um, you have a contract. Uh, we're bankrolling the job. <laughs> uh, so uh, probably, if if it was looked at, uh, a builder is good value uh, because, like, the margins in in contracting are are very very low. Um, it's actually a risky business. Uh, so therefore, that's why we stay relatively small. Yeah, you can control it all that way. But uh, yeah, it depends on your own background um, and what you're willing to do.
0: Do you think that there's common mistakes made by people that self-build? You know, is there certain things that <laughs> Not that you'd be seen, but like you know, you might be driving past a site and go, oh, "Jesus!" Or, you know, would there be any common things that you'd see people doing and say, "Whatever they do, don't do that."
1: Yeah, ah, look, I'd always see something—not uh, massive mistakes, but I think air tightness is one area that I see a lot of silly things being done: um, the wrong tapes used, uh, too much tapes used, expensive tapes used. Uh, it, c- it could be done more efficient we do it more efficient anyway. <laughs> um, sometimes you see the membrane on the wrong side of uh, where it should be and you get you get your warm space, cold space, and the membrane is put up in the wrong place altogether. Um, HRV be another one too. Um, ducks in, in cold space that they shouldn't be in and possibly could have been put in a hot space. Um, yeah, there's lots of little things, but look at... You have to break eggs to make a cake, and everybody yeah, makes mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll probably never know about it.
0: There's <laughs> um, uh, a lot of talk about passive houses being too hot. Mm. Are they? Are they too hot? What does that mean?
1: Yes, overheating is a gigantic problem in current regulation. Even uh, passive house will not be certified. Passive house, not unless we can prove that it will not overheat. Um, so overheating. Is taking because you, know, you see these
0: big windows and uh-huh. glass, glass, and more glass. Yeah. and what happens when the sun hits the glass? Yeah. it's like a greenhouse,
1: it's a greenhouse, yeah, it's a big, big problem. So, all that has to be shaded. Um, so like Passive House deals with all that at planning stage in the software, It'll, it's flashing away there saying you're overheating, you're over your your days you're overheating, and you can adjust your window size, make them smaller or shorter, or make your reveals deeper you get a shading by keeping your head out. Maybe you have to put on a canopy over some of them, in them big ones you're talking about. There should be a veranda incorporated into it to kill that summer sun. Um, So the the trick is um, Christmas day, your sun is only about 20, 25 degrees in, in the horizon. And in today, July, uh, August your sun is about 70 degrees in the horizon so it's very easy to keep it out at 70 with a, with a canopy um, and you can let it in in, yes. I- in Christmas day yeah. is the day you want it mm. um, so shading has to be considered and isn't being considered enough um, and there is an awful lot of buildings overheating at the moment.
0: And like you know with a passive house would it be stuffy you know is it too airtight? Are you, are you you know, is it like you're nearly in an airplane? Is it that sort of stuffiness? What does it? Was it? What does it feel like to live in a passport
1: Well, unfortunately, I don't live in one. Uh, but Are you I, serious? I, no, Ah, serious. That's
0: great. <laughs> <a space.
1: laughs> the shoemaker's son has no shoes. Huh? Should <laughs> <laughs> uh, I we'll
0: asked you that off-camera before you ask me that question?
1: Ah, uh, there you go. Um, no, I've I've uh, visited plenty of them and talked sure. to people, and I hear the same thing all the t- all the time. Um, they all uh, say they're unbelievably fresh. Um, there's, there's recycled, uh, or sorry, uh, the air is recycled every half an hour through the building, uh, through the HRV system, the heat recovery system. Uh, so you have constant fresh air coming into the building at a 18, 19 degrees. Uh, so there's no cold air coming through the building when you're being, ventilating. And um, no, they're, they're always fresh, airy buildings.
0: And are you able to open a window? Is that a stupid question? Are you able to open a window in a passive house or would that not purge the whole thing?
1: There's no problem opening a window, Uh, you can open them to purge if you want. Uh, What we'd call cross-ventilate, open a house at opposite, or a window at opposite into the building and let the air through to purge through if needed to be. But as regards opening a window in a bathroom or whatever, no problem. Um, uh, An actual fact, uh, I had a a conversation with a woman uh, one day, um, we were having tea uh, in her house, which was passive, and she had a big sliding door and it was three metres, it was open. And she said, you know that this place never gets cold even when that door is open. And I had to think about that, why? Why it didn't get cold? And what, what makes a building cold? When you've got leakage and you open a, build, open a window, you get suction pulling air through the building, and that cools the building. But when you have an airtight building and you open a door, nothing moves. So you there's just no get draft. there's no draft, you just get ambient air floating around. So she could sit there on a frosty morning with the door open, and she gets no draft behind her.
0: That's insane. Mm, that yeah. is so it's really o- interesting. Yeah. Um, are there any <laughs> are there any cons of a passive house design? Negatives.
1: The design itself is is a big negative, I suppose. In terms
0: of its limited? Uh,
1: well, maybe not limited, but. If people don't plan properly yeah. and maybe sometimes, um, it, it maybe it does limit your design, as in it's, it, you, we're always juggling the balls, uh, design and budget and I- energy efficiency and sometimes you'd say, well look, if you take away this here, you, you stay on your passive house parameters uh, and you keep on budget, uh, but I think you have that in every building.
0: Yeah, yeah. But like, like you know, from a design perspective, can a passive house be any design, or or is it limited? Do you know what I mean? Like, can can you have angles and corners? Absolutely. And, you yes. Know, no problem. It doesn't have to be a square box. Though?
1: Not at all. No, no, no. You can have anything you want. Um, it can be circle if you want. Right. No problem. Um, but as I said, it's 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 all about the number. Yeah. Uh, the money and what's your budget, and and you design yeah. within your budget, and that's your that's your limitation. Uh,
0: like, um. Would you be concerned, if somebody was going to self build Root, would you could be concerned about the tradesmen that they might be getting? Can any tradesman work on a passive house? Or would you be kind of of the, of the frame of mind that you should be only working with people that are working with passive houses day in, day out? Do you know? Can, can the local plumber on the road that worked on my father's house 30 years ago, can he do my new passive house?
1: Yes, um, we have used them. Um, uh, granted, it does take a little bit more management and we'd have to...
0: What do you mean management?
1: Well, we'd induct them a little bit and tell them what we're doing and what's the process and nine and a half times out of ten, yeah. uh, there's a buy-in um, and, and they get it and they'll ask, is it okay to drill a hole here or whatever and, you know, it, it, I wouldn't see a problem with it as long as you make them aware of what you're trying to do. Yeah.
0: Um, and like, you know, what would you do as a self-filter? Would you literally sit down your trades or talk to your trades and say, listen, lads, this is the plan. Like, you know, say you as a builder now, you must have subcontractors working for you all the time. Yes. Would you give them the kind of lowdown as to the process before they'd even...
1: We would, yeah, we'd give it, uh, it. We'd, I'd nearly give it every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because yeah, we'd always have different trades coming in and out and we'd brief them. And sometimes we'd bring a few trades together that need to cooperate together and we'd bring them together for a, a 10 minute uh, chat on what we're going to do, um, yeah. So we'd always, yeah, you have to always keep talking. Be
0: really conscious about air tightness and punctures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is, that would probably be the biggest thing in terms of a trade's perspective, is puncturing
1: the... It would, yeah. Everything else goes at a slower pace and you can control it. Yeah. uh, But your air tightness, um, if something is punctured somewhere or there's a penetration done and you're not aware of it, uh, that could lead to problems down the road. Yeah. So it's it's good to... uh, I'd always say, look, there's no problem, just tell me. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, you know if you know about it you can deal with it if you don't know about it you can't deal with it
0: yeah 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 it's it's an interesting one Um, like uh, from a passive house design perspective and you're a great man to ask this question to Cyril as a builder do I need to get an architect on board to help me design a passive house or can my engineer facilitate a passive house design
1: architect is, is is the is the design of the flow of the building and whatever uh, so he's he's a necessity um, so your engineer uh, he's into structure uh, he may in some cases act as your architect as well yeah. um, but if he's not going to use the class of house planning package mm-hmm. uh, you have a problem uh, you need to engage with an energy consultant as well to yep. to run his plans through the model and see and the two of them guys need to sit and talk and adjust things to suit. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. like f- from your perspective as a builder, you wouldn't necessarily need to be talking to somebody specific. You, you you'd be happy enough to be chatting to an engineer in terms of a passive house design.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And are there specific engineers around the country that are, that are doing passive houses, or is it kind of every time they can hurry now? Like, um, I assume ten years ago when you came in, nobody was doing.
1: Anything. Oh, it was difficult. Yeah, yeah, you, you had to pick your men. Yeah, um, it was difficult, yeah, to get, to get, especially for insulated foundations, uh, it was, um, they didn't really know or want to know what you're talking about. So, uh, but the younger engineers now have picked all that up mm. and um, th- there are still practices that don't, I won't say don't touch Passive House, but, you know, they don't practice Passive House. So, yeah. it's, it's the same as everything else, it's just like you go to somebody to design a school and somebody to design a house, to, every practice has their own.
0: Forty, 40 such. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I won't hold you too much longer, but I just want to talk a little bit about air tightness yes. and you know, there's so much talk about air tightness now when they're building a house. It has to be crucial, and you know, it's just it's just like this black hole, basically. Okay. I know online that like, people talk about air tightness, and it's like you know, at the end of the world. If mm. I'm a self-builder and I'm not going with a builder, you know, what should I be thinking about in terms of air tightness? even if i'm not going to passive house design um, how early should i be thinking about air tightness what are the key areas that i should be thinking about and you know what can i do as a self builder to protect or i suppose protect yeah, yeah. my air tightness quality of the house
1: yeah as we said air tightness starts day one it, it's not something it's not something you um, uh, start out at, at the end of the project yeah,
0: And sorry even before that what actually what does air tightness mean what does that mean
1: okay so you're you're controlling the leakage in the building so I suppose, in simple terms, you you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't walk down the the road with a with a, with a jacket with uh, holes in it on a windy day <laughs> uh, or any day probably. Uh, so and in the same way you wouldn't build a house and have holes leakage in it. So um, during the build you're uh, watching all your external love your walls your floors your ceilings around your windows and they're all sealed up as as good as you can. And uh, in passive house. Uh, You have to get it down to 0.6 air changes of the volume of the building. So that's your floor area by your height, is your volume. And 0.6 of that is is your air leakage that you're allowed, which is very little. And it's difficult enough to achieve um, for a a newbie, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, I know our first stab at it was in 2007 and we got two air changes in our first attempt after spending days sealing up. Our next attempt we got uh, one air change and third attempt we were at 0.6. And we got to point six the third time with less material and less time. So it's, experience. It, yeah experience, it is a skill yeah. and you, you develop an eye and a nose and an ear for all the uh, areas. Uh, so it's, it's, it's second nature to us. Uh, yeah. I, I suppose somebody that hasn't built a house before, that could be a little bit, uh, probably need to get in a bit of expertise yeah. in that uh, to have a look over things, especially yeah. before you close up plasterboard, all that crack. Uh, Planning service cavity uh, services uh, your your plumbing and your electrical all them need to be kept inside your airtight layer Uh, So that needs to be planned out a little bit as well, and that actually goes back to your construction When you're laying your blocks you need to allow if you're eight foot ceilings (coughs) And you may need need a service void of four inches or 100 mil So you need to be eight foot five so you're, you're coursing a little bit higher. and You may have to lower the pitch of your roof to keep it within your planning of your ridge height and little things like that, yeah, if your yeah, design yeah. is not yeah. done right. Yeah.
0: And like, what's the, what's the consequence if I miss a hole?
1: That's tough, isn't it? <laughs> um, well, that's leakage, and you don't want it. And leakage is discomfort. Uh, not alone is it costing you money, but it's, it's costing you comfort. Um, as when the when the window is open, you get the draft.
0: Um, but you can close the window
1: absolutely you can close the window yeah, yeah. and it goes away and to be honest you'll never know about it because you're, if you didn't live in a very airtight house you'll think your house is perfect um, but it can always be better um, like uh, we'd, we'd use the analogy that it should be like a fridge airtight is the fridge when you close the door on it it's airtight mm.
0: um, and like you know can people uh, say they've just built a house and they're listening to this and they're going shoot I don't know if my house is actually as good as Cyril is talking about, is there, can you, you know, can you retro retrofix these problems in terms of, you know, um, flaws that might have occurred earlier on in the build?
1: Yeah, well, the, the, the proper procedure is um, um, get your house to force fix, all your windows and doors are in, do an air tightness test at that stage, yeah. and that'll highlight where your problems are, and you can retrofit them What their. does an
0: air, t- air tightness test look like?
1: So it's it's basically a big fan that's fitted on your door or the window of the house. They close up all the doors and windows, seal up all your, uh, anything needs to be sealed up. We'll say toilet pipes that are not second fixed, uh, shower trays, uh, penetrations up into the attic, uh, your attic door maybe or something like that. Close up everything, and um, the fan is fitted into the front door usually, and switched on, and it's sucking air out of the house, and it's measuring that volume going out versus the volume. In the house, so if you have a thousand cubes in the house and it can suck out 1500, 500 leakage, yeah. So um, that's 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 near an to And Can people
0: test. do that test after they've you know,
1: you should do it again when you're finished. Uh, you should be doing it twice, okay. Uh, yeah. First fix and final handover,
0: yeah. And what happens at the final handover to find patterns?
1: yeah? That's uh. Yeah, it should be. It should improve, not disimprove, between first first test and second. <laughs> so you, you got a problem. Somebody's yeah. done something. Didn't tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's where your policing comes in, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. your, your foreman that's watching site has, should should have should have caught that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting when you when you talk about like the quality control throughout the whole build, and that's yeah. something that a self-builder really has to consider. You know, whereas yeah. if you had somebody like yourself, a builder on board, that there there were a lot of kind of a peace of mind I suppose that a lot of that would be kind
1: of Yeah they're holding that baby for you Uh, you you can go off to to work and do your every other day job um, without worrying about that it's not something uh, that that, as I said that you wake up in the morning and say we're going to be airtight today it goes on for weeks during the build
0: Uh, and then so fast forward you've done it you've got passive what does actual certified passive mean? what does that mean?
1: Okay so Everything is done, our um, wall U-values and our floor U-values, uh, we, we have to produce, you have to, you have to do this now anyway with BCAR, but um, all them pieces of paperwork, your um, DOPs, your CE's for your insulation, uh, your U-value calculations, your air tightness tests, your thermal bridge calculations, all that's filed, photographs of the building during construction, your plans, elevations, everything is sent to a third party for independent certification, and he goes through the whole lot of scrutiny. We have to give a declaration uh, saying yes, this we did fit this U value. The may or may not be an inspection, and uh, they double check the calculation and say, here yeah, yeah, yeah. and And they're usually uh, very, very pessimistic with their with her numbers. So to get Passive House certification is uh, it's onerous enough. It's it's not. Won't be given up in five minutes,
0: yeah, yeah. I can imagine, yeah. Um, okay, so the last thing I want to ask you, Cyril, is what would be your one tip or your one piece of advice you would give to somebody about to start building a house? Let's just assume that this person is a self builder and not going with builder, and then we might get your builder piece of advice afterwards. But from a self builder perspective, you know, they're just about to start, say they've put in for planning or whatever, what would be your one? Cyril from Manium Build was your top tip.
1: Good design. It's all about design. Uh, If you have bad design, you have nothing. you're looking at it forever. (laughs) Uh, Good design, clever design, uh, good architect. Never be beaten. Uh, Simple as that.
0: Yeah, I think that that could go the same for even those going with a builder, you know, it's all about design. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Design. Um, Cyril, thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate your time and I'm sorry no it took so long to bloody get going.
1: Ah, not at all, no. Come no here. No.
0: Where's the, if somebody wants to get in touch with you or somebody's thinking about building a house and they want to get in touch with you, where's the, where's the best place to find
1: you? Yeah, and Drop us an email or drop us a call, no problem.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the podcast if you're enjoying the podcast and um, do let us know you can find us on instagram at get in our home and as i mentioned at the start of the podcast um, i've just set up getting our home with the aim of helping people that are on their own home building journey as we're only new i would really really appreciate it if you could literally just take one minute of your time and leave us a review on whatever p- platform you're listening to this on and if you click subscribe you'll receive a notification when we release our next episode These will cost you absolutely nothing and just help us to keep going with the content. Thanks so much for all the support and wishing you all a very safe and sound 2022.